WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. WNYC Studios is supported by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Protein degradation can target and destroy cancer-causing proteins right inside the cell. It's how Dana-Farber is working to treat previously untreatable cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Welcome to NYC Now. Your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Friday, October 20th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. Police have arrested a Manhattan man for allegedly assaulting a teen on a bus last weekend and trying to remove his turban. 26-year-old Christopher Filippo has been charged with assault as a hate crime. Police say he approached a 19-year-old on a Queens bus Sunday morning and shouted, We don't wear that in this country and take that mask off. Police say Filippo punched the teen multiple times in the back of the head and tried to grab his turban. The teen suffered minor injuries. The annual Tompkins Square Dog Parade is on tomorrow. As WNYC's Ryan Kyloth reports, the Halloween costume contest will look different this year. There's construction in the park, so the parade had to shift locations. The red tape there almost killed it, but organizer Joe Bordoon says the community rallied. This year we're having an actual parade. Oh, sorry, can I repeat that? Yeah, of course. Biscuit. Uh, biscuit's a cockapoo. So this year it's going to be a real parade. Bis sorry, just one second. <laughs> no, no problem. This year is going to be an actual... Okay, so this year it's an actual parade. We're going to be walking down Avenue B. The avenues close down from 7th to 14th Street, where the parade will begin at 12.30 p.m. The new runway might actually allow for better views, as the parade expects thousands of people this year. And we can learn more about the parade on our news website, Gothamist. Our seventh in a row rainy weekend is underway. The National Weather Service predicts up to an inch and a half of rain by the time it's all over tomorrow night. And then on Sunday, we're talking about breezy and 56 for a high. WNYC Studios is supported by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. They're one of the largest recipients of NIH funding. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute has been making one advanced cancer discovery after another for over 75 years. At Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, what we do here changes lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Many of us have heard the announcement on the subway that the train is coming into a wheelchair accessible station. But that doesn't always mean the elevator is working. The MTA's goal to add ramps and elevators to... 95% of stations is still more than 30 years away. In the meantime, the city's transit system continues to be a headache and sometimes impossible to use for many people with disabilities. With us now to talk about commuting with a disability and the changes they say must be made before the year 2055 is Dr. Sharon McLellan-Weir. 
She's the executive director of the Center for Independence of the Disabled of New York. Dr. Ware, the agency's goal to increase accessibility on transit came from a 2017 class action lawsuit that Sydney, the acronym for your agency, and others filed. That one was settled, but there's another case still out there and it's open that deals with maintenance issues. Tell us about that one. Essentially, there are elevators that are not always working. Um, A person with a disability may arrive at a station that says they have an accessible elevator, but when they get to the elevator, it may be out of service. That makes it quite arduous um, for the person traveling because now they have to reroute their trip to get to another location in the hopes of finding a working elevator. There's no mechanism right now that's available for the person with a disability to find out which elevators are actively working. From your own experience, what other obstacles are there in the transit system that make it hard to navigate? So tactile domes are the stripping that are aligned at the edge of every uh, platform. Um, they're the yellow bumps that people see along the stripping of the of the right. of the edge of the uh, station platform. Um, that those tactile bumps are life saving. Um, that stripping um, lets you know that you're going to get really close to the edge um, before you fall in. Unfortunately, there are some stations that do not have the right size of tactile bumps, especially for those of us that use the typical stick that people say see blind people walk with, um, they detect those particular size yellow bumps and keeps us safe. Also, um, New York City is one of those cities that do not have platform doors that would protect everyone from falling into into the track. And um, through advocacy, there's a pilot program that's going on um, to figure out which stations can be retrofitted to um, have platform doors. We're hoping that in the near future that we will see um, platform doors in every station. Another option people have is accessorite, where someone can call and arrange to be picked up and taken somewhere if subway and bus just not an option. How reliable is that service? We call it stress arrive. Tell me why. <laughs> the reason we call it stress arrive is because Accessoride is a shared ride program where the, the person will be in a vehicle with other passengers going to multiple locations. So it is possible for someone to be in the car and you may go to Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, or Staten Island, or even the Bronx, before you get to your final destination. Not to make light of this, but basically you're talking about taking a tour of the city before you reach your destination. That is correct. So a lot of the times the people are late, um, and if you're a working individual, your boss does not want to hear that you're late because of accessorite. Is Sydney looking forward to congestion pricing as a way to help fund the improvements that you that you're requesting? Yes, um, we're we're proponents of congestion pricing because we've been told through the MTA that that is their hope for paying for a lot of the accessibility initiatives that are forecast in the next thirty years. Do you trust that that money is actually going to go for those improvements? I'm hoping. 
I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm hoping based on what we've been told, that is the plan. But, you know, there's always a plan and there's always implementation and action. So we'll just have to wait and see. You know, what you're talking about is, yes, it is undoubtedly a benefit for people with disabilities trying to navigate the transit system. But it's also can be a benefit for people pushing a stroller, people with injuries, and as you mentioned, people who are older. What can you say about the state of accessibility in New York City and how satisfied are groups like Sydney with the progress that's been made so far? Accessibility is not just for the disabled. You need to think of it as universal design for you and for me. Um, we're all somewhat temporarily able-bodied um, through sickness or through age. Something happens to us. And even if you happen to have a temporary disability where you break your leg or your arm, you still need to be able to live your life. So when we think about an accessible society, we think about universal design first, because whatever ability you have, you'll still be able to participate in all the goods and services of, of the society, right? There's so much in New York City that needs to be fixed. There's so many opportunities here, and there's so much more that we need to work on. Well, we'll be charting the progress of this to see where it stands with the MTA. Our guest has been Dr. Sharon McClellan Weir, Executive Director of the Center for Independence of the Disabled of New York. Dr. Weir, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. The MTA did not respond to our request for comment. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening. WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite.